Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 22, verses 66 through 71. This is Jesus before the Sanhedrin. This comes in a series of narratives that follow the betrayal and arrest of Jesus, as well as Peter's denial of Jesus, and where we're going to land today, Jesus before the council. And these events are paralleled in Matthew and Mark, but they're ordered differently and written about differently. If you want to hear more from Matthew, that's chapter 26, verses 15. 57 through 75. We did episodes 578 and 579 on that text. Or Mark chapter 14 verses 53 through 72. That's episodes 643 and 644. Today's text is mostly like the other ones in those parallels, but there's one thing in this text that's different from the others, and I want to highlight that. So let's start at verse 66. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. So the charge that they're ultimately going to ring Jesus up on here is claiming to be God. That's blasphemy in their minds because there's no way that this man is God. We know that Jesus is the God-man and so Jesus was speaking truth, but they just couldn't grasp it. And that conversation or idea is pretty well conveyed in the other parallels. But what Jesus says in this text that's nowhere else is this section in verse 67 and 68, where they say to him, if you are the Christ, tell us. And Jesus' response is, if I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So Jesus is done with these guys. He's not trying to convince them anymore. He's not begging them to repent. They've seen his life. They've heard his words, they've seen his miraculous works, and they didn't believe as a result of those things. And so he says, even if I tell you that I'm the Christ, as I have in the past, you're not going to believe me. And if I ask you, you're not going to answer me. And so I'm done. But I'll tell you this, from now on, I'm going to be seated at the right hand of the power of God. I don't need to convince you of that. You don't need to believe that. It's just a fact. It's going to happen whether you believe it or not. And if you really stop and dwell on this exchange and think about what Jesus is saying, he's kind of writing these guys off. You've had your chance. I couldn't have been more clear. The miracles really should have got your attention. The fact that you're very well versed in the Old Testament, which pointed to a Messiah, the requirements and criteria of which I meet. If you guys can't see it now, you're never going to see it. And so I'm not going to go over it again. And when on the day of judgment, you see me seated at the right hand of God, having not believed before that day, having not believed before your death, it's going to be too late, but that's what's going to happen. And this reveals to us a little bit of the character of God. I think sometimes God is portrayed or Jesus Christ is portrayed to us, even by people who call themselves Christians, as always beckoning, always pleading, always wooing people to come to him. And I think that he does beckon and plead and woo, but I think there's a time when that's all done. There's a time where after somebody has rejected and rejected and rejected the truth of God, God says, okay, I'm done. I'm done beckoning and pleading and wooing. This idea is brought out in Romans chapter 1 
one verses 18 and following. And obviously we're not there yet in the daily dose Bible overview. We will be eventually, but the concept is that people who are being referred to by Paul in that text have rejected God. The existence of God is made plain to them by what has been created by God, but people have rejected it. Their foolish hearts have been darkened. They have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And eventually Paul says that God then just gave them over to the desires of their hearts. God gave them over to their sinful nature. And you get the notion that it's kind of like, okay, is this how you really want it? You want to reject me. You want to act like I'm not real. You want to exchange truth for lies. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm done. And first of all, friends, God is not wrong for doing that. God is not somehow compromised because there is a point at which he quits pursuing people. In fact, rather than being aghast that he does that, we ought to be aghast that he pursues anyone in the first place. After all, the sin that we are all stained with is abhorrent to him. It is a threat to his holiness and his perfection. He cannot be in fellowship with it. And he would have been totally justified just saying, hey, forget all these folks. But because of his love for us, he sent Jesus to live the perfect life that we can't, to pay the price for sin that we can't, to rise again from death and allow anybody who puts their faith and trust in him to receive his perfection and have their sins forgiven. That's what is incredible. That's what should take our breath away. Not the fact that he writes people off who have rejected him over and over, but the fact that he even gave one person the chance to not be written off by grace through faith in Christ. So what's the takeaway from this? Well, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice who, for whatever reason, is hearing this and has rejected God over and over and over, man, you got to stop that now and you've got to turn around. You got to repent before you get to the point where he's done. And another point of application is for those of us who know Christ, there are a lot of people in our lives who don't know Christ, who have in various ways rejected the truth of his word, rejected the gospel call. We need to pray for those folks and we need to be strategic and intentional about how we build bridges to those folks so that the truth might through us as a vessel be received ultimately by them so they won't be written off. This is some heavy stuff from Jesus as his darkest hour approaches. Thanks for tuning in and come back for more tomorrow. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.